0: Tell you what, there's a lot of different ways a kid can come into a setting like this one, his first in the NFL, and screw it up. And Kenny Pickett isn't doing anything of the kind. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. Where you found this. I was at day four of OTAs yesterday on the south side. And for as much as there was to take in, not least of which was the searing heat and all kinds of allergy nonsense passing through the valley along the Mon, there's nothing that made a bigger impression than how Pickett conducted himself yet again. And I know this isn't going to be a surprise to Pit fans, but I also believe that there's a pretty big segment of listeners to this show who aren't Pitt fans and who might benefit from hearing a little bit more about this young man and his first few weeks in the fold, because they have been legitimately impressive. For as much as I'm allowed to divulge from practices, he's looked very, very, very little different than either Mitch Trubisky, the default starter, or Mason Rudolph. When they've made a play, he's made a play. When they've thrown a tight spiral, he's thrown a tight spiral. When they've rolled left or right, you get it. These drills aren't all that revealing. There's no pass rush, there's no pressure, and there's virtually nothing in the way of reading what an NFL defense is showing you. It's just not that kind of setting. It's a lot of 7-on-7, and even the 11-on-11 that they do is so scripted and so rigid that you're really just going through the literal motions. You still need to execute, and all three of these quarterbacks Have done that. So the part that's made the biggest dent on me hasn't been, you know, wow, Kenny Pickett looks awesome out there. Uh, There's nothing really to look awesome at. And if anything, all three have looked about the same. But yesterday marked the first time that Pickett's spoken with us since the rookie camp, in which he was, you know, going to be the main attraction for evil media types like myself. But this was different. And as I'd shared with you on this program last week, whenever the NFL guys came in, Kenny, I think, deliberately kept himself out of the room, allowing Trubisky and Rudolph each a chance to deal with the media, to have their turn since he'd had it at rookie camp. And he basically steered clear until yesterday, which was the first OTA day. Of the week. And when he did it, and we came over and surrounded him with cameras and microphones, he had absolutely the right thing to say on every single count. And he did it with a big, genuine smile through the whole thing. with Pickett, this was when he was asked about potential tips that he might be getting from Trubisky and/or Rudolph. It's just little small things here and there. I mean, it's not kind of a formal sit down. Like, hey, man, can you give me all the secrets? Like, it's just we're you know I'm going through plays. I'm like, hey, would you see here? Why'd you do this? You know, what footwork do you like to use here? All little things like that. We're kind of working together, and everyone's getting better, so it's good. Good competition. This was when he was asked about the competition, about there being a competition. To be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, we're all we're all learning. I'm learning, and uh, I'm just kind of attacking each day. Uh, I think you know you guys make a bigger deal out of the competition than the players do because we're competing every single day, regardless. So um, I'm just excited to you know be a part of this team and, and compete. And this was when he was asked about being the third stringer, which right now he is very clearly in the hierarchy. When you're seeing the drills, it's Trubisky and Rudolph taking first-team snaps, and then Pickett comes in with the second team. Here's what he had to say on that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think I was going to walk in and be the one, right? I mean, so it's, uh, it's, it's kind of what I was expecting and, and come in here and just uh, just earn everything I get. it's just kind of how it goes in life in the game, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. See, that's great. That's the best line out of all of them. Did Did I think I was just going to walk in here and be the guy? I mean, no. Of course he didn't, and of course he shouldn't have. The only place that happens in the NFL is a place that has absolutely no NFL quarterbacks and takes somebody at like one or two overall. Meaning, you know, if you're Trevor Lawrence heading into Jacksonville, you're that guy. If you're Joe Burrow heading into Cincinnati, you're that guy. And you are known as such and you are anointed as such from the moment you hug the commissioner. There is no doubt who is number one. Here in this environment, Pickett's going to have to earn it. And the fact that he's embracing it and the fact that he's doing so with the smile that I'd mentioned and the intonations that you just heard from him is really, really encouraging. Not a surprise, given what we know about him already, but encouraging. Because I believe. There's a chance, I don't know how firm this is, but a chance that he could be number three entering the season. Now, sure, you might see Mason Rudolph try something like demanding a trade, or the Steelers might try moving him in a trade because they're worried about paying too much to a number three or a number two, but I I honestly don't know that that's going to happen. I really don't. First off, the Steelers really shouldn't be concerned about how much they spend at the quarterback position overall because they're still way lower than most teams. Think about it. You know, most teams have that franchise guy who all by himself is collecting an enormous chunk of your salary cap space. Second, if Mason was gone and something happens to Trubisky, Now you're thrusting Pickett into the starting role, and that's not great either. It might make a certain number of fans happy because they'd get to see their guy, but they'd be left with a bare cupboard, and that's no way to enter a 17-game NFL season. It just isn't. Pickett's a really smart kid. There's no way he hasn't figured all of this out for himself. And he's still, he's still doing what those of us who've known him have come to expect. And that in and of itself is impressive to me. When we come back, just one question. not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, and not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com, Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Dylan Goodson who asks if the Steelers wait until they get into training camp and see what they have in both George Pickens and Calvin Austin, they also acquired General Olszewski, and Miles Boykin. Do you think there's a realistic chance they'll try to trade Deontay Johnson? Um, no, <laughs> I don't see any chance of that, Dylan. I, I see a wide receiver group that's already uh, pretty shaky. At least from this perspective, I know that there are those who listen to this show who feel differently, and I respect that view as well. Mine is that there's a whole bunch of question marks attached to this group and that if those question marks were to become, let's say, you know, exclamation points, this is a very, very different football team. I believe that the wide receivers, that room, is the pivotal factor in the 2022 season, even more so than the quarterback position. I think you're going to get whatever you get out of your quarterbacks. I don't think there's going to be some super great shock or some super great disappointment. But I do believe that the wide receivers have a ceiling and a floor that are far enough apart that we just don't know. Deontay's part of that. Deontay was back in the fold yesterday, by the way. He was at OTAs for the first time, didn't speak with reporters. That's also his right, as is skipping OTAs entirely, since they are a voluntary event. But sharing with you, since it became the topic of some discussion last week, that he is there. He was partaking in all of the drills, all of everything, so there wasn't anything remotely resembling, you know, some kind of holdout or rebellious thing related to his contract situation. He is, of course, in the final year or entering the final year of his contract. I don't believe he's going to get an extension offer from the Steelers. I don't believe he should get an extension offer. There are those who will disagree with me on that as well. I need to see a full consistent season from him before I start thinking about a second NFL contract for any wide receiver. But there's a Huge gap between taking that stance and saying, let's trade him. Because you're not looking at a reasonable NFL offense that's got Pickens, who's a rookie, and God bless him. Here's hoping he's great, but he's a rookie. And Chase Claypool, who is, you know, Chase Claypool. We'll see what we get. And then Boykin and or Olszewski as your number three, that's not an NFL wide receiving core. Deontay has to be and will be part of that core in 2022. Also, consider this. When you say, do you think the Steelers will trade him? Ask yourself what they'd be getting in return. Most NFL trades, as everyone knows, involve a draft pick. You're moving a player, you're getting a pick back. Or the other way around. You don't see too many pure football trades to borrow from the baseball terminology. So if you get yourself a year of Deontay at a set and fixed price, a known commodity toward your budget, and on top of that, you get him theoretically at his absolutely most motivated because he's now going to be playing toward what Certainly will be the biggest contract of his life. That's a pretty good circumstance for the Steelers, even if they just let him walk when the season's done. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. More OTAs today, by the way. Another round beginning at 10 a.m. on the Southside.